In this episode of Talk Retail to Me, Parker Avery's Chief Executive Officer, Robert Kaufman, shares his insights about the changing role of the retail chief supply chain officer. Answering questions from a recent interview with media outlet Modern Retail, Robert discusses how changes in consumer shopping behaviors, combined with global macroeconomic events and disturbances, have added great complexity, challenges, and risks to the retail supply chain. Robert outlines new characteristics the executive-level supply chain and operations roles must possess to be successful. What do you think is pushing apparel brands into hiring new COOs or new um, supply chain leaders? Well, there's a lot of change going on in general in, in this market and supply chain with what happened during the pandemic, even though a lot of those things have calmed down a bit and gotten a little bit more normal, there's still a lot of disruption and companies are quite honestly, still displeased with their own performance with regard to supply chain. So I'm always marveling at all the, the shuffling of leaders in these companies, not just at the COO, chief supply chain officer level, but also at the CEO level. And so I think part of it is there's a lot of leadership, true top of, top of the heap CEO changes, and they bring in their own team and they want people who they feel a trustworthiness that can bring some change. But even when that isn't the reason, it's become a lot more of a customer-centric role. And what I mean by that is in the past, supply chain has been, I'll say, more insular. And you could hide as the COO and chief supply chain officer pre-pandemic. And usually, unless there was just some complete calamity, nobody knew what you were doing and things operated pretty well. Well, with what happened with the pandemic and since, if you don't have your inventory in the right place at the right time with a reasonable cost and reliability in your supply chain, you're not going to be around very long. And so the role has become very high impact, right? And people who can step up and, and be leaders in that and are comfortable with that change in that dynamic environment. Not everybody was that way. And so in my experience, some of the people that have previously been in those roles weren't as, I'll say, forward-facing and wanting to be in that limelight. And, and when I say limelight, th that role is very much, you don't get a lot of attaboys or attagirls when yeah. things go well, but when something doesn't, the spotlight is on you. And so being able to have the the resilience and the leadership to be able to overcome some of those things are traits that companies are looking for. It's really around the customer. Having your distribution centers full of inventory and your stores full of inventory, if it's not what the customer wants and, and where the customer wants to be served, which, you know, is all about omni-channel in years past and, and maybe, you know, eight, 10 years ago, it wasn't that way. Customers and consumers are much, much more in control now, especially in the younger, the younger generations. Folks now are just not that way. If it's not where I want it, when I want it, I'll go look elsewhere. And so the role of the head of supply chain or chief operating officer has to partner internally with, if they're a retailer with stores, with their e-commerce team, with their merchandising team, it all has to be one cohesive mashup, if you will. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. And so the, the role has just become much more integral into the success of the company. 
tell me a little bit more about how inventory planning and supply chain planning has changed in recent years. Just a couple of years ago, a lot of apparel companies were hoarding products for the holiday and now they're going for a more leaner type of inventory. So tell me a little bit more about how the strategy has changed. Well, we went through a, a just-in-time model before the pandemic, and that was because the supply chain was reliable. And if something was out of stock or you needed to replenish, you had a fairly good confidence that you were going to be able to get that product back. Then things changed. And, and last year in particular, everyone, well, before the pandemic, everyone was nesting, right? So they, they assumed everything was going to continue that way. And retailers bought with that same mindset. And then they were caught with an inordinate amount of inventory last year, right? Because they had brought, bought the wrong product. They hadn't thought about the fact that post pandemic, people were going to want to be experiencing things. They weren't going to necessarily want to be in their home. And so the product mix and, and even the fact that they were buying more lifestyle experiences than, than products changed. And so companies had to react and, and probably, I hope not, but overreact a little bit and said, now we need to be really lean again, but, but also noting that they still don't have the confidence in the reliability of the supply chain. So there's surely been a pullback on the amount of inventory in the supply chain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a really interesting holiday in that I don't think they're going to run out of product, but you're not going to see a glut. It's going to be almost a, like a Zara scarcity type model where if you don't buy soon, you might not have it. And so I think retailers are comfortable with that model. Nobody wants to lose sales, but they more don't want to have excess inventory that they have on their hands. Cost of capital has gone way up with interest rates and such. And so that whole model, I don't want to say it's turned on its head. It's always been about trying to predict what that is, but there's less of a comfort of tiering extra safety stock and having extra inventory in various places. And they'd rather serve their, their best customers and nobody wants to sell out, but be in that position and be, okay, we had a really good season and we're not hearing a whole lot going into 2024 than the opposite. What type of qualities do you think apparel brands are looking for in their new chief operating officers? Folks that are, are more resilient in terms of like interpersonal skills, they're collaborative across the organization they're resilient. They're change agents, right? They, they have to be able to be part of these, these uh, major initiatives and, and transformations. I think they also have to be more tech savvy. These digital transformations, which has been a buzz phrase over the last few years, they need to be part of that because the ability to get real-time information to be able to react when things happen is, is incredibly important. And in the past, not their fault, COOs and chief supply chain officers were left to deal with the information that they and their IT counterpart was able to provide. Now they are pushing for real-time inventory information, real-time visibility into what's going on in the supply chain. So that mindset, I think, is also in a really important difference in recent years that is going to differentiate, I think, those that are very successful and those that aren't. 
What would you say are some of the major challenges that these new COOs or supply chain officers would potentially face in the coming months? Well, every day I read about waning consumer confidence. And so they could do a great job and you and me might decide that we're just not feeling as confident as we would like. We're not going to make that extra purchase. We're not going to make that extra gifting or whatever it might be. And those things accumulate and they could be left, as I was mentioning earlier, with overstocks or they could be in a situation where world events cause things to change radically. I was just reading earlier about the exiting from China, as I'm sure you know, a lot of companies have pulled out of China. It was perhaps originally for the tariffs that Trump put down. But now it's, it's out of fear that, you know, God forbid we were to get into a war or, or a major conflict and they might not allow any of the products out and into the United States. And so as a, as a head of supply chain, just having an understanding of world events and all the things that could impact the supply chain, the customer side, the geopolitical side, economic side. I had thought about being a COO 10, 15 years ago. And had I known about all these things, uh, and I didn't do that, but had I known about all those things, I think I would have talked myself out of it because it's, it's a nearly impossible equation to be able to solve. But what they do have to do is, like I mentioned, be resilient, be prepared, and have contingencies in place, or they and their companies aren't going to fare well. So... Not to be gloom and doom, but that's kind of the things that I'm thinking about that they should be concerned. Anything else you'd like to add about this topic? It's not just for your chief supply chain and COOs, but there's a growing concern. I don't mean in a negative concern, but just social concern about sustainability and the environment and things like that. And so, especially for apparel companies, there's a lot of pending legislation, a lot of pending uh, standards that could come out both in the United States and Europe that are going to require additional compliance around green gas emissions, understanding all the way back to the farm if you're in apparel, is the cotton sustainably sourced? Is it prison labor that's doing the picking and things like that? So the job, as we just talked about, is hard and now it's going to get even more difficult. And so the really progressive companies are starting to be, I won't say proactive, but at least reactive to these things and being able to be prepared for whatever this uh, legislation that comes down is to be able to prove that particular sets of goods were made in sustainable places and with free labor and, and, and such. And then the consumer is also starting to demand that certain brands, you know, if you're a Patagonia fan, right, you have an expectation for that brand and they're probably above reproach, but there's not going to be long before there's going to be QR codes on the product and the person can take their phone and see all the way where the chain of custody was up and down the supply chain. And for companies that aren't going to be able to do that as quickly, they're going to be asked by their consumers and their brand uh, advocates, why not? And so... It's another dimension that's being added onto the, the plates of these folks. They themselves, along with, you know, they might hire an environmental sustain sustainability lead to focus on that, but those things aren't going away. They're not as 
clear exactly what they're going to be just yet, but they're not far from becoming imperatives for these companies to have to deal with. That's a wrap for this episode of Talk Retail to Me. If you have questions related to today's topic, please visit our website at parkeravery.com to learn more and to contact us. Also, we'd love it if you shared Talk Retail to Me with any of your colleagues. It's streaming on all the major podcast platforms and the videos are available on our YouTube channel. For more Parker Avery industry expertise and advice, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. 